Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jake Christie, joined as always by first-time fan of Psych, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? You know, I'm good. Summer has arrived in Southern California. I think I said this before, but it's definitely warming up real nice. Um, feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. Yeah, it, it's still honestly pretty chilly in New York, and I don't like it. Um because like I've, I, I mentally have transitioned away from from the cold weather, but like I still have to wear the QZ today. That's quarter zip. Um, yeah, I got it. Yeah, and I've been you know stre- my uh, moving offices, which is stressful. And somehow I became the person coordinating it. I didn't ask to do that. Um, and frankly, what kind of QZ? Just a, a cheap one. I got a cheap one, but a good one I got oh, on sale. Old Navy or something? No, just oh. one I got at Old Navy. I'm not. I don't have the gumption to like i was gonna say i don't have the time but i do have the time to get something fancy i do kind of have the money to get something fancy but truthfully it's just like i don't care enough about um i'm trying to think of a phrase that's not i don't care enough about the way i look but that is what i mean to say <laughs> um yeah anyway i did for for my older brother's birthday i got him uh a quarter zip from the jim nance collection uh who sells that uh vineyard vines Oh, okay. I've always seen it. that's the one with like the whale logo. Yeah, but anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about episode of Psych, uh, zero to murder in sixty seconds, um, which uh, you know, it's about cars, about yeah vehicles. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be you know somewhat like your favorite movies uh, series, the Fast and the Furious, but don't there is a more. Fast and Furious episode that's in like season six. Okay. Yeah, they go back to the well. I mean, there's a lot to do with cars. There's 126 episodes they have to fill up. Yeah, gotcha. What are but we? But we start off with cars. We start off with a different type of race. Nice. Yeah, we start off with a different type of race, though. So, so yeah. I the Tiger by Survivor. Um, right. Gus and Sean are racing their cars down. Uh, I guess the path. Well, they're racing their bikes. Them. Sorry, their bikes, not their cars. Um, in 1987, and you know, Sean's got the all the doodads and the all the accessories around the bike. He's got the card uh, tied with the clothespin, uh, you know, to make that you know uh, what motorcycle noise. That that's what the whole thing is. I about. think so. Yes. Yeah, and so he's racing down. Him and Gus are racing down, and you know, Gus, you know, stomps his ass essentially uh, while Eye of the Tiger is playing, and. This is when Henry takes it upon himself to impart a very important lesson. It's not just that your car looks nice, you're the most accessorized, or you have like the coolest looking bike. It's that Gus won because he works hard, period. Exactly. But Sean doesn't take that lesson, obviously. Uh, but then we cut to the future. Well, to the present. Well, technically the past for us, but we cut to the present. And Sean and Gus are at the station just doing nothing. And they silently yeah. decide to have a uh, wheelie chair race, which is always a good time uh, if you have enough space to roll. Yeah, you know, wheelie chairs are fun. Um, to this day, I think one of my favorite pictures I've ever had taken of myself is um, me. I found an abandoned wheelie chair in, um, <laughs> on the Lower East Side. I want to say it was right by Big Black Pussycat, if you've ever been there. It's I, in the village. I, in the village. Whereabouts? Oh man, it's by the McDonald's, I think. I mean, if you try, are you talking about the Delancey Street McDonald's, aka the one place in the United States that is, lives under international law? Is it really? 
No, but it might as well. I mean, I saw a video yeah, of someone fighting with an yeah, axe in there. Yeah, correct. It's like that. Um, yeah, it was a, in front of that, and I was on a wheelchair smoking a cigarette, just rolling down the street. It's iconic photo, honestly, if I say so myself. Okay, so I just looked up Big Black Pussycat, and obviously I got some stuff that I didn't need to look up. <laughs> it, it ignore, my, my Google results ignored the word cat. Um. I see. Uh, okay, it's on, yeah, it's on 3rd Street. Uh, and what avenue? 3rd and... Uh, 6th. Okay, so yeah, it actually, no, it's not near the Delancey Street McDonald's. Okay, that's um, a different one. Yeah, it's so that would be more in the West Village, um, but yeah, uh, I lived in East Village when I was at NYU. But also, I could have gone to the West Village. But also, does the pl- does a place called the Big Black Pussycat seem like the type of place that you would find Jay Christie? Unfortunately, no. Um, uh, it's not too far away from that one spot I met you at the first time. Uh, what was that place called? Oh, uh, um, down, down and out. Or? Yes, that is true. It's sorry, I'll say this. It's not. It's New York far away, if that makes sense. Like, it's not, it's, I wouldn't yeah, say yeah, it's yeah, in the yeah. really the same, it's like, it is. I mean, in the like, same vein. It's like, because the East Village and the West Village are like technically the both part of the village, but like, when I lived in the East Village, I never needed to go to the West Village. If, unless I wanted, you know what I mean? Unless I wanted to. Um, what was the name of that place I met you the first time? Um, wasn't it, um, was it the Penny Far thing, or is it the one next to it? Um, the one next to it must be. Had like a yeah, it was one. something. It was something like the linen something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. Not my choice. Definitely not my vibe. But it was the first time I met you, so. Um, and look where we are now. Yeah, exactly. Um, we gotta. I'm trying to think of next time in New York. I gotta take you to uh, to a real spot, and by that I mean somewhere that is a little more degenerate friendly. I'm gonna be there next year. I'm sorry, I know. later this year. Later this year. Yeah, I know. We, we we discussed. That's why I didn't say it like it was hypothetical. Um, okay. And so they're racing, and they both fall because Lassie stops them. And um, Lassie is, you know, being condescending to them, uh, and he has no cases for them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's excited because he is speaking of the Lower East Side, even though the place you were talking yeah. about was not the Lower East Side. He's doing a presentation at 21 less. Yeah, it's like a law enforcement uh, summit, I guess. Um, and he's stoked because he gets to talk about all the new tech and new procedures, new whatever the fuck, all this cop jargon, whatever. Um, and, you know, he's, he's very excited about it. And, you know, he doesn't seem like a guy who has a lot to be excited about. So good for him. Um, so they're having this conversation while they're on their way out of the precinct. And, you know, Lasseter goes to find his car and it turns out someone jacked his car. Bold move. Now, have you ever had your car stolen? I assume the answer is no. No, I don't know what I would do if that happened. Yeah, it's Sorry, uh, my laundry machine. Yeah, I, 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 I assumed, and by that I mean uh, my parents have the same sound. Um, okay, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good sound. It's better than uh, bah, bah, bah. Um, anyway, um, and so Lassie's originally like, okay, is this like a joke? Or whatever, um, but he, more than anything, is trying to keep calm. He doesn't want anyone to know that his car was stolen, so he's acting like he thinks a normal person acts. Yeah, I mean, I get it in one sense, but in another sense, like if something was stolen in front of a cop station, the embarrassment would fall upon way more than just him. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he 
he he thinks that this might be some sort of prank. Uh, he warns Sean and Gus about saying anything about it, and he wonders if he's been punked in some way. Which I'm not sure if punked was still going on, but I'm guessing it probably was. Probably, yeah. Punked is such a specific moment in time that I feel like, in terms of things that would be almost be impossible to explain in future generations, punked is really one of them. Not the idea of doing a show where celebrities get pranked, but the the specifically the bits of Ashton Kutcher in a black and white space being like, "Okay, now we now you know Andre three thousand from Outcast. Now we decided that we had some of our people. You know, like that is going to be impossible to explain." I just realized something. This episode is basically. There's like punked reference and then essentially um, a pimp my ride reference that rides through the rest of the, the, the episode, which is very 2000 uh, MTV. Yes. Shouts to pimp my ride. Shouts to exhibit um, who was, of course, everyone knows this was a playable character in NFL street two. Um, and he was the, like one of the best quarterbacks you could get. Cause he's like, I'll be in this game. If you make pimp me my ride was no exhibit was. Oh, exhibit. Okay. I'm like, what's yeah. that even mean? Wow. Anyway, so Sean is looking at Lassie's keychain and he sees that there's like a valet tag on it. And so he starts being like, did you, you know, dine somewhere fancy last night? Yeah. Di- and, you know, Lassiter always likes to play these things close to his chest. And he suggests that no, he didn't. Sean thinks that he might have gone on a date. And Lassie doesn't want to give that up yet until Sean starts to make fun of the fact that he might have just gone on a date by himself. Um, which is more embarrassing than, I guess, admitting that you went out on a date. I, I don't know. Uh, I whatever. mean, with a restaurant that fancy, probably. But yeah, anyway, um, Sean starts to imagine some red coats, some accents, and Gus is, of course, like, oh, the British. But no, talking about valets. Yeah, uh, he, he notices the, the, the thing on Lassie's keychain, which is obviously says... I'm sorry, you might have said that already. Um, and so... About the valets, no, not even about the valet. Sorry, I'm all over the place right now. Yeah, they 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 go. Excuse me. In Gus's car, Lassie commandeers it, and they sorry, go no, to sorry. the restaurant. Yeah, they also mentioned or Lassiter specifically names Polly Smith as the girl he went on a date with, which I'm already like that sounds like such a fake name, but it's possible it could be a real person. Yeah, I mean the thing about it is that like there are people with the last name Smith. Is the unfortunate thing is anytime you say that you met someone with the last name Smith, it sounds made up, unless their name is like you know Tredavious Smith, and it's like okay maybe that's a real person. Um, yeah, it is very. <laughs> um, so uh, they go to this restaurant, um, and Lassie's going to do some investigating. Um, the the manager doesn't want him to you know be poking around. But obviously he needs to. Um, but Sean and Gus spot something more important than the investigation: a lady for Sean to hit on. Right, uh, the Maitre D. Which, what does that stand for? Do you know what that stands for? You mean uh, I don't know what it translates to. No. It means, uh, yeah. Okay, it's the manager of a hotel. Uh, this is not a hotel, but whatever. Anyways, yeah, a girl to hit on. So he, sure enough, makes his way to the hostess stand and uh, starts to ask questions. And she thinks that he's hitting on her, which he really is. But then he uses his little perceptive abilities to notice like a senior discount pamphlet and then something else. That leads a museum to the- for miniatures. Okay, yeah. So he refers to all those things and mentions that he suspects that or that she's going to be there with her parents are in town, essentially. And so she's super impressed with the fact that he was able to guess all this stuff. And, you know... Sean, at the same time, keeps it in his mind to ask for the particulars, mainly like 
has there been any valets um, that that were in last night that were acting suspicious? And she says no, but that there was one valet that had that was there last night. It was his first day, and he didn't come back today. So ding, wee wee, alarm. Exactly. So that's clearly the guy. Um, and he asks, can I get his number information? And she writes something down, hands it to him and then says, and now the information for the valet, you know, good stuff. You got a number. Um, this guy, unbelievable. Exactly. And he's, you know, back in the day you could have like a soul patch and, st- and get women. I mean, it was a thing you could do. Yeah. But like season one, he was, you know, basically celibate and season two, mm-hmm. he's the fucking stick man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, people change. Um, but anyway, so he goes, he finds that out that the number uh, associated with the valet is for a payphone outside of a warehouse. Um, and Gus is asking questions about Joe Nelson movies that honestly, not even I'm familiar with, so I can't make jokes about. Yeah, same. Um, but the funniest thing is that Sean, when he's having this conversation with Gus, like previously, um, is sitting on his motorcycle and probably the least trip of anyone that's ever been on a motorcycle I've ever seen in my life. I honestly, I needed to pause and take a moment um, just to get over that. Yeah. It's the rare, it's the rare fit that you call arid. There's so little drip. It's dry. It's the Atacama desert. It's the out. Fuck. I was going to say that. Okay. Nice. You were going to say the Atacama desert. That's the driest place in the world. Hell yeah, brother. It is. I mean, this is we're simpatico, man. We come from different places, but we'll go get to the same place. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Gus asked, "Was did you stake it out?" And then they have the thing about it. Did it got staked? Stuck? Stuck it? But of course, you know. I mean, it's the answer staked, probably right. St- the answer you'd have to say staked out because yeah, it's not. You know, it's it's not the word stake. It doesn't mean that. But yes, it will be staked. Um. And so uh. He notices that cars go in and boxes come out. It's obviously a chop shop. Yeah, uh, it's obviously a chop shop. And um, so, uh, yeah, he mentioned this in front of like you know, all the cops, basically, Lasseter, Vic. And well, no, he does a whole thing where he starts saying that there are victims and he starts naming cars. Yes, right. And so eventually they end up at the cop at the chop shop. Sorry. Um and they catch someone there, and it's uh, our boy Wally, who appears to be the ringleader. But he's very, he's very upfront and very uh, cooperative. Let's just say. Um, and you know, Vic gives him props because there's been apparently hundreds of cars getting stolen. And I'm just like, do people steal that many cars in Santa Barbara? Like, how big is Santa Barbara? Is that possible? I mean, I'll, I'll say this: you can't ask that question with the show. You can't. There is a, correct. Is a, it's, yeah. Correct. It's just like in Monk when, like, how many people are getting fucking murdered? Like, and at least San Francisco is a major city. Santa Barbara is like a quiet seaside town. Yeah, but I mean, okay, yeah, fair. Yeah, I don't even think I don't even think Santa Barbara has like. I'm gonna look up Santa Barbara population. It's got to be like two hundred thousand. No, it's less than that. Um, eighty-eight, eighty-eight thousand. Wow. Yeah, wow, so less than really? hundred thousand people. Yeah, there's like wow. seventeen cities I've never heard of in LA County that have a hundred thousand people. Hmm. Riverside. I mean, no, I said in LA County. How did? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's all the same to me. Yeah. Um. Shouts to the Inland Empire, but anyway. Um. So, uh, yeah, there's like the fastest bus ever. They give applause. But the thing is, Lassie's car is not in the warehouse. And you're like, oh, my God, did they screw up? No, they didn't. They did Lassie a solid, and they got the guy some crime scene to move it down the street so he didn't have to be embarrassed. 
Oh, God. Okay. I completely missed that. I must have gotten like a phone call or something because I'm like, why the hell is this car getting towed? Uh, yeah. Good, good, good on them. Good on them. Well, then, oh, no, no, no. You missed the second part of the joke where they moved it up the street, but it was a street sweeping day. So that's why I got towed. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, yeah. I don't, that, is that something you deal with in your uh, neck of the woods? Uh, not in my current apartment, but when I lived in Atwater, um, this is going to make sense to nobody, but, uh, yeah, there was like Tuesdays you couldn't park on my side of the street and then Thursdays you couldn't park on the other side of the street for a street cleaning and for garbage or something. Mm, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but they don't tell you, they don't tell you, they fucking just, they take it. Oh, in New York, they tow you. And I actually had a coworker that had a whole thing where like she thought her car was stolen because they towed and they didn't, they didn't give her a record of it. Um, which is shitty. That's fucked, dude. Yeah, New York is a, is bad about it. Um, anyway, um, so uh, and actually, no, it wasn't a street saving thing. It was a thing with like uh, issue with like the road, and they had to. So like, it was it was like a it wasn't like they were towing a hundred cars that day. It was like one. Um, so yeah. I'm assuming she had to put some serious legwork into finding out where her car was being. Yes, she, yes, correct, correct. Did it she was, have to waste days, and did they charge her by the days? A day. No, she didn't get charged because no, it wasn't impounded. It was moved like a couple blocks away. But in New York, that's like a hard, you know, you can't look. Wait, but they, they just move your car and that's it. Yeah. They just drop it somewhere and Correct. you don't get it impounded? Correct. No, you don't get it impounded. You're supposed to that's be like. Sick. I know. It's, I, I, I mean, well, no, only that's if it's. It, no, no, no. Not if you're doing something illegal. It's if they need to like do road work or something, they'll do it. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Yeah. No, sure. it's if you, no. If you're parked in like a regular spot, it's basically if you're parked on the street legally, then they have to move your car for whatever reason. If you break the law, they'll impound it. But if it's like an issue with like a drainage pipe or something, God, they'll, okay. they'll tow. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it really sucked because like you know, for a day she was like, "Oh, my car was stolen." And yeah, one uh, of like one of several like one of like probably five people you know that own a car in New York just got their shit ruined in one day. Exactly. Day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, in fairness, this person lives in the outer boroughs, at least lives in Queens. Like, uh, so, you know, it's more common to own a car. Um, anyway, yeah. um, so they get it solved easily, but Sean is existentially worried about, was it too easy? And he wants to do some more investigating, but Gus does not want to do investigating. Why? Because he's got a free weekend ahead of him, baby. He's going to the spa. He's apparently had a spa vacation as like a top salesperson in his region or district or whatever the fuck they go by. Um, so he finally wants to, since the crime is solved, um, and yeah, he's got some free time. So he wants to do that. He wants to get a massage by a blind masseuse named Gloria, who apparently works miracles. And Sean makes a joke that I did not get until I watched it this time. Wow, I think really? It's hilarious. When I first saw it, I was like eight and I was like 11. The joke about okay. the hello music video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never saw that. I didn't see the hello music video until I was a teenager. Um, but yeah, that yeah. Is a, like, the, other, the other the other one's better. The the other jokes he makes about the blind masseuse. Wait, wait which ones? The when they at the spa, and she's like, she can't see me. He's like, yeah. I oh, I, I don't. Know. I guess for me, first, I think because I saw it as a teenager, the Hello Music video was one of the funniest things that ever happened in the world to me. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy that that was a strange video. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, um, so is this song Sean... written to be like that about that? I don't situation? think so. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. But like the whole thing about it is specific. The, beyond the fact that, it, if I remember correctly, there's a bit where at the end of his video, it went before it's revealed that she made Lion Richie's head. Someone says to him, "Come, there's something happening in the sculpture room." 
Yeah, these lyrics don't speak to me as a blind person. No, of course not. Anyway, so Sean tries to get Vic to reopen the case, but she doesn't want to. And as this is going on, we see that uh, we hear that Lassie and Jules have put together a PowerPoint for um, for the presentation, and they say that Helvetica was a better font. I don't know what font they're using instead. Um, I suppose. I suppose if you want to. Uh, I suppose if you're the conductor on the midnight train to Snooze Town, you can use Helvetica, but. Um, I wouldn't personally. There's nothing wrong with Helvetica. It's fine. No, there's nothing wrong with Helvetica. If you're driving the train to Snooze Town, you're in a PowerPoint, use a better font. What do you prefer, Ariel or Helvetica? Uh, probably Helvetica. Um, Helvetica I'm, or I'm, Calibri? Helvetica. Okay, so. Um, but I'm always, I mean, par- I'm partial. Uh, one I love is. Uh, do people still do PowerPoint presentations in school? Uh, they did when I was there. I don't know if they. St- I think yeah, they think they still. Well, there's, there's there's not really a better option um, that's easily accessible to a teacher. Yeah, I guess not. That's true. Yeah, the, the difference is uh, like, they could use like yeah. a power. What they did in my because I had a pretty relatively high tech school, not because we had money, but because the school was destroyed by a hurricane before I got there, um, and they rebuilt it. And so what they would do a lot was powerpoints where they incorporated like the smart board, but it's still a powerpoint. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, I'm personally, I like D-I-N condensed is a font I like a lot. Um, uh, I like, one of my favorites is Baybass, Baybass New, which is one of those all caps fonts, which I like. Um, I got font takes, um, but anyway. uh, Baybass. B-B-B-E-B-A-S-N-E-U-E. I see, okay. Anyway, um, obviously, I'm also always per- as a writer. Ooh, I, like partial- that. I like that. I'm always partial to Courier, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so uh, then Sean goes to the prison to talk to Wally, and um, Wally. I remember when I saw this episode the first time. I felt like, and I still feel this way, that Malcolm Barrett, the actor who's playing Wally, I didn't know his name at the time, uh, is taking a role that's kind of a nothing role and like doing a lot with it. <laughs> Like he's acting he's like he's it. very memorable. Yeah, he's killing it. He, I don't know why, but he kind of reminded me of that dude on the Maury Povich uh, show, the one that like celebrates not being the father and like goes like really insane. You're the like, one who does that? Yeah. Well, the one. No, it's happened- like it's a famous clip. It's a famous. Oh, clip okay. Of, like, yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, with yeah. Outcast, the way she moves. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Um. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that type of show, R.I.P. Jerry Springer. Anyway, yeah, so, um, but the way that he talks basically is like in sentence fragments and then like a summation word, you know? Um, like, I'm just going to no, do my time. Justice. Yeah, I do like that. I enjoy the hell out of his performance, honestly. It was great. Um, and yeah, yeah, he's not posted his bail, which is important. And then Sean, as he's leaving, he notices that a guy named Johnny G has visited multiple times. Yep. And yeah, uh, so Gus is at the spa. Um, you know, he's about to he's about to get in the in the massage chair with not Gloria but Kelly. You know, sounds like a pleasant person. Um, and unfortunately, he's interrupted by Sean sitting right behind him, um, who sprays some shit in his face or whatever the hell. And basically, he's here to like barge in on the weekend and. Honestly, I fucking love anytime someone calls prison the clink. The yeah, I, this whole exchange where it's like, I visited Wally in prison. You went to the pen, I went to the joint. You went to the clink, 
Like, I feel yeah. like that was an exchange we probably had when we did Mr. Monk Goes to Jail. <laughs> like, probably, we, probably. We love, I, I think I, we, I think you and I love out-of-date slang terms for things. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, the slammer. The clink is definitely my favorite. Um, in and, Spanish, in Mexico, they call it el bote, which means the bucket, which I don't know why the hell it's I mean, like. that's pretty good, though. El bote? What is it? El bote. El bote. El bote. That's, I mean, it, honestly, I, you know why I like it? Because it's an old, it's like a slang for prison. <laughs> There's really no wrong answer. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, they, she brings up, he brings up that Johnny G of Bling It On custom card place is the one who visited. Um, and Sean asks questions like, what is Johnny G Dirty 2? What's the G stand for? We actually never figured that out. Um, and yeah, he, this is where you have the joke of that Gloria can't see me. Um, and said Kelly can. And like, I'll be honest with you. If I had a lot of knots in my back, I would be more than happy to get a massage from a dude that big. That I, I'm just the, the thing I don't like about this joke is it's coded at that there is some type yeah. of sexual pleasure. Like the only reason you actually would yeah. care about the gender of the person massaging you is because you have some type of romantic, which like is not in itself. That in itself doesn't make you Deshaun Watson, but it's not not in the territory. <laughs> How appropriate the NFL draft is on right now. Yeah, the Jets just drafted a guy I've never heard of, which is not surprising because I... Uh, Did they blow the fuck out of him? No. I Well, one, I am not listening because I'm talking to you. Uh, uh-huh. And so... Um, well, at least you guys have know. a first-round pick. I don't think the Rams have had a first-round pick in, like, fucking five years. Yeah, but you don't, you have in your lifetime a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl? Yeah, that's true. Um, but no, I wasn't going to say that... Uh, yeah, I'm fully in my, the place of like, uh, as far as college players are concerned, I know the quarterbacks, a couple skill position players, end of list. Um, and you know what? I think that that's the best way to watch football. If you know the way that offensive lines are supposed to work, I'm not really that interested in talking football with you. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. so they go to uh, the chop shop. Uh, not the chop shop. They go to the custom place. Um, and the way they got in is pretending to be customers. And Sean introduces Gus. Did you get the nickname for this? Because you, I assume you picked yeah, up. I did, this I, did, I did, I did, What Oval is it? Team, Oval Team James. Jenkins, actually, but um, oh, Jenkins. Okay, shit. I love that uh, Johnny G immediately calls him like, "Oh, what's going on, oh?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which Johnny G is just doing like a spitting impression, or I guess Chet Hanks is doing an incredible impression of Oval Team, or not Oval Team James, of Johnny G. Very similar yeah. energies. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. I mean. The only thing that would have made it better is if uh, Gus was wearing a petwa? no, if Gus was wearing a salmon colored t shirt and he was like, "No, we're not doing that this summer." Wait, I don't get it. Do you oh, do you remember the Chet Haynes? Chet Hayes, excuse me. Said, oh. it, said it was a white boy summer. He said only white and black tees, no salmon, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think Chet Hanks is probably a piece of shit, but goddamn, if he didn't make me laugh. Oh my! The, the thing too is that like people forget when Tom Hanks got COVID, Chet Hanks was a more responsible voice than most of the federal government. He was like, man, just my mom and dad, they're safe, they're doing well, just make sure you stay separated. Like, he was talking real Is that his mom? Is Rita Wilson his mom? Yes. Yeah, yes, Colin is. is the only one that's Colin, not. correct, correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the funny thing is, Colin, if I remember correctly, didn't... Colin Spen, I think, grew up more with, more with his mom than Tom Hanks, which is, I think... I imagine he gives him a strange relationship to... Tom that's Hanks. the black mark on Tom Hanks' uh, That he cheated on his, on his wife? On yeah. his record. Oh, is that what and, happened? Yeah, he he was still with her, I think, when he and Rita Wilson met. Um, wow, what a and he's 
he's like talked about it in like he's you know been affable about it and probably written stuff on his typewriters about it um but all right time to get sort of history back let's go no nah, be the shortest episode of all time yeah because the thing about tom hanks is he really does is one of those guys that's like yeah no he's exactly as nice as you think he is i actually really have not heard anything bad about him i know i know we had this discussion before um, about who would be the most the person who would disappoint you the most, and I have two people. Obviously, one is Tom Hanks. Can you guess who my second one is? Um, you should know who it is. Wait, is it someone specific for you? For me, yeah, but it's someone that's very much in your universe. Let's just say. Um, uh, I actually don't know who. Sam Jackson. Oh right, yeah. I think about Sam Jackson is I can imagine him. I haven't really heard specific, but I can imagine him being a dick to people, but I, it's hard for me to imagine him having like some type of prolonged thing, yeah. you know, like, like yeah, anything that yeah. like, has a serious transgression. Um, yes, that's like, what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah. And he just likes to be, he only does two things, be in movies and go on, vacations, and go on vacation with Magic Johnson. Um, Is that what he does? He goes on he, vacation with Magic Johnson? Every year he goes on a vacation with Magic Johnson. Was um, he a Lakers guy? No, they're just friends. about sports? Um, but I, they're his friends and I only know about this cause, uh, him and, oh, it's so one of the stranger things is, and this is why, cause obviously you know that the internet, uh, hate, has a pathological hate for Brie Larson cause she once said something about the fact that there aren't enough women in film criticism. Uh, so she is, yes, yeah, she is actually really good friends with Samuel Jackson, which is funny to yeah. me because, uh, like it's it, like, you know, 40 years apart and have nothing else in common really. And she yeah. has talked about how she is, her life's goal is to get invited to one of the Magic Johnson, Samuel Jackson vacations. So that's the only reason I know about them. Shit. Same. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, just two dudes with bald ass heads. Like just, they just they go to Italy and chill for like two weeks. Dream. Cookies probably Gold. there. Gold. Hanging out. Anyway. Um, so they, Sean reveals that the way they got in was by using Gus's car as a car to get tricked out. And it looks very, it looks like the year 2007. Yeah. It's like, again, pimp my ride kind of deal. Um, there's no hot tub in there nothing that you can cook food out of, but you know, it's pretty souped up. And unfortunately for, I guess, Gus, um, it's a company car. So I don't know if that's in the company policy that you can modify your company car to that level. So Sean, yet again, just proves to be kind of an asshole. Yeah, he, he is objectively a bad friend. Like, he's yes. a good main character of a TV show, but he's a bad friend. Um, so they, they apparently spent all the money they made on the original Chop Chop case to do that. Uh, but what Sean does notice when he's there is a bunch of serial numbers. That's the important thing that we get out of that scene. And they impress some ladies at a stop sign, which I just don't believe at all. Like, I don't care. Like, flames stopped being cool on a car in, like, 1999. Like, this is not – if they ever were cool. Yeah, um, but we're about to get a very to a very deeply problematic uh, section of the episode. Yes, because then Gus and Sean switch spaces. Sean, drives, Sean has been yeah. driving this whole time. Yes, and then they switch, and then once they switch, a cop car pulls up to pull over Gus, and it's Buzz McNabb, who clearly was racially profiling, and then yeah. a dog starts barking at him. Um, he even <laughs> uses the word, you fit a profile. I'm just like, my yeah. God. The, 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 the problem with this bit, I actually think, is not is not that they make the joke. It's I think that they don't actually like make it far enough, if that makes sense. Like they don't, that they don't, like, Buzz can't be a bad guy, so the joke really doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like, it, you have to be, feel bad for Buzz a little bit, 
But like that's what they're trying to do. But it's like, no, if Buzz actually pulled him over just because he's in a souped up car and is black, he's a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We, I, we need an explanation for sure. Um, damn. Yeah, we got uh, we got to get Sage Brocklebank on the pod. Is that it? What's his name? Sage Brocklebank. His name is Sage. Correct. Like Sage yeah, Rosenfels? Or Sage Dorthcut, Sage Steel. What do you want from me? Sage the, the Spice? Holy shit, okay. Sage, um, like one of the eight people that help you in Ocarina of Time? I, what, what's wrong with word Sage? I never played Ocarina I never played Ocarina of Time. Sorry. Okay, it's okay. I, honestly, I took a shot just because, like, frankly, who hasn't? And the answer is Andre Pereira. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the dro- dog starts barking at him, but it was just a trainee. Um, and then we cut back to the police station, and uh, Lassie and Jules are giddy because they have some new Kevlar. Yeah, they got some new Kevlar. Um, they both want to take turns, or they both want to try it out. Um, I don't know if I'd be the one. I'd, I, I don't know if I'd want to be the one that had to wear the fucking Kevlar, personally. Like, I don't care like how yeah. fucking sick. It I is. yeah, I would do it. The thing about me is that I am very trusting of things to work. And so I would do it for money. Like if you said, like I think the number that I would need in order to get shot in like the stomach or somewhere that wouldn't be like lethal, lethal, is lower than it is for most people. Just because I'm like, eh, they probably wouldn't sell it if it didn't work. <laughs> but that's not a good impulse. But that is like I'm someone who like I um I, I I'm anytime someone's like, oh, are you sure? You, what if that doesn't work? What do you want? To, like no, I'm like oh, it'll probably work. I trust products. You're the base. You're the perfect base for this. Yeah, I am. But yeah, anyway, they're fighting over it. Um, and yeah, so Sean comes in, he starts cacaoing, doing a Cocoa Puffs bit. Yeah, Cocoa Puffs are good. Um, they do all that, and basically he starts talking. To, it's it's all a whole runaround about basically calling out the, the part numbers. Um, he starts spitting them out, and Vic, her interest has been piqued. And so they they she asked Jules to look into the car parts to see if this is any if this needs to go any further. Yep. And so they are then Sean and Gus are riding down the street, uh, and they're listening to some loud music. But then as Gus starts yelling about wanting a massage, uh, Sean turns down the music, and a bunch of pretty girls hear Gus yelling about that. Yeah, we failed to mention that apparently Gus has a knot on his back or somewhere on his body that he refers to as Little Sean. Um. I guess it's better than being Big Sean. Uh, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, he cuts off the music just in time for Gus to mention about getting rubbed up, getting little Sean rubbed up or something like that, mm-hmm. and which just causes the ladies to laugh at his ass and just take mm-hmm. off, basically. Exactly. Um, so uh, they go to Johnny G's again. Oh, sorry. They learn that the parts were actually – purchased legally which is puts a huge dent in sean's theory um so they go to johnny g's to get the car fixed because sean pulls out the speedometer thinking it's like mm-hmm. the, the the music um and johnny g is not around they're busy trying to ship a fleet of parts to arizona yeah fleet feet um is getting shipped out but they um eventually do find the only person that's in there and that's johnny g and he's been 86th. Uh, he's dead. He's mm. sitting in the car. And uh, what I thought was like, I thought it was like a carbon monoxide kind of deal. No, he just had a fatal because they start laughing like while they see his body and stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 what? 
inappropriate. Um, and it turns out there's just like a massive amount of nitrous oxide that's being leaked out into the car, which is it lethal in, is it lethal? in large doses? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, and so, uh, sorry, I was just reading. I saw that there are some Guardians of the Galaxy reactions that just went out. Apparently, it's good, which, thank God, I could not deal with another fucking Marvel movie being bad. Like, I just, psych- psychically, I couldn't do it. I, did uh, you really think it was going to be bad? No, but you never know, you know. I mean, um, did you like, uh, did you like, what's it called, um, Volume 2? Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot. That's fine. But, yeah, I mean, but I also liked both Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, so, you know. Yeah, it's... but, like, James Gunn is good, man. I know. I, I thought the thing is, the thing is, I thought it would be good, but I think so much of it is when you are in the position that I'm in, hosting a show about it, and oh, I, basically, a problem with my life is that I have to defend Marvel movies even if I don't like them because people always want to talk about how much they hate them to me, and I just couldn't deal. If I didn't really love, if I didn't love the next one, anytime I have to like couch anything, it's just annoying. Like it's just, I, it's just annoying to me because I. And the thing too is, if you're listening to this. Don't if you don't like the Marvel movies, don't talk to me. But I I don't need to hear why you don't like them. I understand all the reasons they're bad. Okay, I don't need that. I just don't need it. So anyway, um, they they decide to sneak into Johnny G's office, look for some crime clues like a white cloth sack with a dollar sign on it, TNT and Anvil, and then Gus is you know playing with some bit some rims. Um, but th- so there's emergency. They gotta go. Yeah, they gotta go. Um, <laughs> yeah. There uh, apparently there's like a huge wait no wait what emergency that, that Henry calls oh yeah I'm so sorry yes Henry calls <laughs> he's got a big emergency and they head over to or sorry sh- yeah they both head over there and Henry just basically wants Sean to d de- is it descale or is it just a scale of uh, fish? D- yeah to scale fish to scale a fish that's weird though because it seems like if you would descale a fish that would be yeah but that's what they it's but you skin a cat and that remo- is getting rid of the skin i mean oh, that's true why well, i didn't think about that um i feel stupid now anyways no language is I, I guess the, the thing is for me i don't ever expect language to make sense so yeah so that was the emergency and gus is horrified by this whole experience um sean that's when sean and henry start to talk about like sean thinks that like this case was too easy for him and Henry's trying to tell him to like let it go, and unfortunately in this case he's wrong because it was a little too easy, and um, and you know Henry tells Sean that his expectations need to change. Sometimes a case is just a case, and this is somehow it gets Sean's mind thinking about like that it's actually not, and he comes to the realization of what actually happened and what transpired. So he takes off. They both take off. Exactly. And so um, basically they end up, they, they go, um, shit, I lost my train of thought because I was reading tweets. I apologize. I'm being a bad co-host. Um, and so okay. they realize that I'm Wally's just a fall right guy. Oh, you, oh, nice. Uh, Wally's just a fall guy. Um, so they go to the shop. The shop is completely empty. They see Johnny G and then there's a big problem. He is dead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I jumped it way ahead. That's uh, fine. Yeah, he's been he's been killed. Um, and I like I said, we I thought it was monoxide. No, it's just a fatal dose of nitrous oxide. And so obviously something else is going on because both Wally's in jail and Johnny G's dead. So something else is going on. Gus and Sean go to see Wally, and Wally is you know he can't believe that that that, that just happened. 
Um, but Gus and Sean still have a couple of questions. Like, uh, if Wally and Johnny were partners, uh, why is he not more torn up about it? Like, what's going on? Like, whatever. And that's when Wally lets it know, lets it be known that he wasn't involved in everything. He was just the front guy to get busted for that, and he was not involved with the illegal drug operation. Yes, and he's saying that his goal is to be reassimilated. Anyway, so um, this is when uh, they go back to the office and. Uh, Sean concludes that while he intended to get caught, he's actually the mastermind. He wanted to still control the operation. And uh-oh, he just posted his bail this morning. So clearly the drug deal is going to go down today. Okay, and I am i hate to be that guy, but it seems like he's in the fucking penitentiary. Like, I don't think you can just decide to, like, forego bail once you get sent there. Uh, I think you can post bail whenever, because what if you need to, like, get it together? Um, like... He's but in like a jail. In jail like for a while. He's in, no, he's they in can't, prison. Yeah, I mean that's just the set being long, but he's in jail. He's not in prison. He'd be in jail. He didn't get convicted. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah, would fine. Yeah, he would never he wouldn't be in jail. He would I mean sorry, he wouldn't be in prison, he'd be in jail. Um and so uh so basically Sean says that the the drug deal will be wherever they're having a custom car delivery for Johnny G's place. Um and Sean goes Sean is Yes. We see Sean is at the honestly I can deal with that. He what he sells drugs and like makes does car custom cars. I mean, I'll say this. He is has enough integrity to personally inspect every single car. I can get behind that. Yeah, fair enough. Also, on the sliding scale of people you've called my boy, he's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um and so, so uh yeah, and it's just, honestly it's always funny. It's a good joke. <laughs> um and so uh they're at the LES presentation. Um, we see that Last Angels are giving their presentation. It's very boring. Um, and Gus found the location, uh, and they um, interrupted the whole thing. And Sean does, I think, one of his better fake psychic bits. I love when, I, you know the thing is, I love when Gus yes and Sean's bit, where it's like, what's going on? And he says, I think he's magnetized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like when he sells the jokes, for sure, 100%. And yeah, so they go to... Um, they're talking about it, and Sean is – he pulls up the location, and he then is trying to explain what's going on there. He says, uh, Michael Douglas, Catherine Zia-Jones, the always under, underrated Don Cheadle, which is true. Uh, and what is he talking about? Uh, he's talking about uh, – <laughs> What movie has me. those three people in it? Okay. At first, I thought it was fucking um, – I was way off on this. I thought it was uh, – Entrapment. That movie has exactly one of, the, of those people in it. <laughs> Who was the man in that? Uh, Sean Connery. Ah, okay, gotcha. Okay, another old white man. But in the, but uh, Catherine Jones did not marry and have two kids with Sean Connery, though. So nor give him mouth cancer from yeah. oral sex. It, exactly. But uh, it's also worth. The, I just want to uh, clarify that <laughs> Catherine Jones and Michael Douglas were already together when they made Traffic, and that they actually have no scenes interacting with each other, but. Um, just a little fun fact. Yeah, but did he give? Did she give him? Allegedly, I've heard some whispers that maybe that might. He said it, but I, there's some. It's unclear, but at least the the thing is, I think all those is just improve Michael Douglas's Q score because he shows he's a generous lover. Yes, had a boy. And so anyway, then also he Sean then mimes say hello to my little friend Scarface, another drug movie. So there's a drug deal, and so then they drive out to it and we see that Wally and some guys in sunglasses uh, are exchanging a lot of money and he's like we're just having a business transaction 
capitalism. Um, you know, and th- th- see, this is why this is a guy that I've seen it. That he, this is why this guy got serious regular money for the f- ill-fated NBC show Timeless. You know what I mean? Like he just sells jokes well. Was he in that? He was. Yeah. He uh, he's also he has a very a funny recurring character in um, The Boys, where he plays someone who's like one of the writers for the superheroes. You've seen that? Have you seen The Boys? Oh yeah, yeah. I love The Boys. He has this big great bit in the first season where they're at like the superhero victim support group where he talks about how uh, skip forward fifteen seconds if you don't understand gross that he was having sex with a superhero who broke his dick off. Um, this is a good bit. Uh, anyway, that show is fucking nuts, man. I love that show. <laughs> I love it too. Um, it's so good. I yeah. love the show because it's it's like. Could easily be really cringy and edgelordy, but its politics are actually like really good <laughs> and like not. You know what I mean? Like, there's a version of that show that is like a right wing power fantasy, but it's actually the it's actually you know one of the more I would say far left television shows that exist, even though it's on Amazon. So it's kind of complicated. Anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, so um, they. Sean lays out that he thinks he killed Johnny G um, and that the way he did it was by he uh, sabotaged the NOS that he knew he would check. Um, and there's no evidence that this is a drug deal, except Sean hears someone. He hears he hears a voice. Yeah, he hears a voice, and it's uh, Bessie the Mustang. Um, she's the witness in all this. Um, but Bessie a Mustang? That's strange. A female Mustang? Yeah, that, that, that goes completely against no, I don't even want to say that. <laughs> no, well, no, you're go completely it's against joke. nature. It's I don't know. It's I I love like semantics jokes, and so it's like feel Mustang, and then Gus goes technically a Philly. <laughs> yeah, correct. That's what I'm going against. I mean, you know, gender is very fluid. no, but oh, sh- that's absolutely true. Honestly, Bessie, live your life. Um, yes, and so they pull the rims off, and wouldn't you know it, uh, there's some cocaine, a little nose candy up in there. Honestly, a good drug smuggling operation. You gotta, you gotta salute it. Um, it's a good way to get us. Whom amongst us has not partaken in cocaine? I have never done cocaine uh, because yeah, me neither. I don't know if you can tell this about me, but I have a very addictive personality, and I'm bad at mo- specifically I'm bad at moderating myself. And like, uh, I can imagine doing cocaine and like feeling a little good and being like, oh. If I feel I can't a little see that good, at all. no, 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 I no, I'm saying, no. I'm saying, if I would do a little cocaine, yeah, I would be like, oh, I feel ten percent better doing this. Let me do twice as much, and then I'll feel forty percent better. And that's not true. Um, yeah, I because okay. I'll say that I, it's why I have uh, an ever evolving relationship with alcohol for that reason because I have had to unlearn that approach to alcohol because there is of course a limit to which the more you drink it does not become better um Absolutely. and that was a hard that was a hard thing for me to let learn uh Remember that it, took, it took some might say you learn from your mistakes and you have to make a couple mistakes if you're jay christie in order to do that so yes that's why i've never done cocaine because i do not trust myself i don't know how that's this became that because i took your who among us very seriously so yeah they ended yeah, up you really did <laughs> yeah whatever i, I don't know um so uh Ooh, Will Levis is still on the board. That's what you get for not being that good. Anyway, um, they're back at the spa. They're gonna get. They're looking to get a massage. But Gus is a baby and doesn't want to get a couple's massage. Yeah, he doesn't want to get a couple's couple's massage because um, that's unfortunately the only time that Gloria is available. Um, he's too afraid of being naked and next to Sean, um, which is still a very again a reminder that this is a 2008 show because I wouldn't give a fuck personally. I don't like massages. I don't like people touching me like there or 
in that in that capacity for whatever reason. Sure. But um, but you know, if I didn't have that aversion, I would be. I wouldn't care if you were next. No. To me. No. Yeah. I was gonna say like if. In the hype, if you didn't dislike massages and you're like, hey, I'm coming to New York, I have an extra spot with a couple's massage with like a really good, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I would say like, hey, just like, you know, the thing we would definitely not do, think about whenever that happens, whenever there's any sort of like couples thing that friends have to do in like a sitcom, I'm always like, why don't you just say like, hey, man, my date canceled, this is my buddy. And I'm sure they'd be like, okay, that's fine. Whereas I hate when it's like they pretend like they're a couple. Like, I think it'd be like, hey, we're just looking. I'm sorry about that. Um, If you don't mind, we're not a couple. But yeah, man, absolutely. If, if you got if you got knots to work out, who cares? But anyway, yeah. um, they leave, and what would we give this episode of ten? I give it a seven. I was not a huge fan of it. Yeah, it's it's just a it's eh, it's a, I would I gave it a seven point five, but I don't know if that's just because that's my that's my standard uh, average number. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I gave it a seven just because it I didn't particularly enjoy it. They didn't lean too much into any direction. It was kind of like all over the place, but. Um, I do. I mean, I still continue to enjoy the references, um, the Lionel Richie one, and they make good jokes. So um, it's. I don't know. I think I want to say there was like a handful of times that they were like six. It like it breached six for the Monk Pod. Um, I'm not there yet for this. Uh, yeah, it, it's not frequent because it's just I mean, it's an entertaining television. But anyway, you can follow the show at First Psych Pod on Twitter. Where can people follow you, Andre? Follow me at Andre Barrera. You can follow me at the J Christie, uh, and please rate, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life, and more important than that, tune in next week as we talk about and down the stretch comes murder. Bye.